Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about manifesting with the chakra system. And manifesting is how we bring things into the world or create our own reality. And the chakras are a series of seven focal points or energy centers in the body that originated in ancient Hinduism that are a really interesting system in looking at the interaction between our physical, mental, and spiritual reality. Each of the chakras correlates with a different emotional and developmental perspective, as well as how we orient toward ourselves and toward the external world. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about each of the chakras and where they are and different ways of understanding each chakra. And then I'm going to talk about my theory of how we can use the chakras to manifest or create or birth things into our own life and how using this system can show us individually places where we might get stuck or need help, as well as becoming aware or noticing places where we're already highly developed. So the chakra system that I'm going to talk about basically has seven energy centers. There are systems that have more, but we're just going to focus on the main seven. And most of them are located along your spinal column. And so the first chakra is your root chakra, and it's located at the base of your spine. Some also orient it in your perineum, which is between your rectum and your vagina or testicles. From a spiritual or karmic perspective, the first chakra holds lessons related to the material world. Mentally and emotionally, it's about our ability to feel grounded, our relationship with our tribe or family, or perhaps our culture or society at large, our ability to provide for ourselves, to stand up for ourselves and our relationship with safety and security in our life and in the world. The thing I found fascinating when I was introduced to the chakra system, primarily through a deep yoga practice, is how physical issues in our body have direct correlation with our mental, emotional, and physical experience. And you can check this out for yourself. But I know for myself, my physical issues or dysfunction have a direct correlation with my emotional and spiritual issues. Places I have physical dysfunction or physical strength or ability have direct correlation to my emotional, social, and spiritual deficits or strengths. So for example, almost all of my physical issues exist for me in the first and second chakras. I've had chronic issues with my legs and hips and feet, and the first chakra really manages everything from your hips down. I spent a ridiculous amount of time on crutches from the age of 9 to 24 when I actually found a spiritual practice to ground in, that I actually physically had trouble walking. I still actually have issues with my legs. I have knee arthritis and I have a piriformis issue because of the knee thing because everything's connected on my other hip and blah. When I was young, I had chronic constipation and when I was active in my addiction, and super promiscuous, I was always dealing with sexually transmitted diseases and all kinds of nonspecific vaginitis. Not to get too personal, but here we are. Keep it real. But <laughs> So the first chakra is about how safe, secure, grounded we are. We could say it has to do with issues of trust. 
I had pretty much no healthy bonding in my family of origin and felt desperately unsafe in the world for the first 25 years of my life. And it's interesting that I had trouble standing up for myself in a healthy way and often had trouble standing without support, without crutches. And as I moved into systems and structures, both internally and externally, healthy community, getting clean and living a more principled life, the crutches fell away. And I developed relationships with healthy support. And the second chakra, which is located just below our belly button, is related with our sexual organs, the hips and pelvis and large intestine, the bladder. And spiritually, the second chakra is related to sexuality and work and physical desire. I also understand the second chakra as very connected with creativity. It's the place where babies grow and new life is created out of second chakra energy meeting between a man and a woman. The mental and emotional issues of the second chakra are often centered around power and control, guilt and blame, sex and money, and our ethics or honor in relationships. Those have all been central issues for me. And the physical manifestations have to do with urinary problems. I had a lot of urinary tract infections. I'm still prone to them. If someone has chronic lower back pain, sciatica, again, constipation, OBGYN problems, sexual potency or desire dysfunction. And the fascinating thing about working holistically, which is to include the mind, body, and spirit in our work, is that improvement in any one of those areas offers improvement to the whole system. Just like I found that when I was feeling out of balance emotionally, if I could bring myself into balance physically in a yoga position or class, then that physical balance brought me more emotional balance. And I was introduced to this idea through this fabulous book, Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. I'll leave a link to her website in the show notes. And a lot of the information that I'm offering here can be found in that book. So the third chakra is around our solar plexus. It's kind of just below your xiphoid process, which is that little round bone at the base of the center of your rib cage. So just below that is the third chakra, the top of your belly, where your stomach is, more or less. And the third chakra offers lessons related to the personality, to the ego, and to your self-esteem. It's about personal power, the third chakra. So your self-confidence, your self-respect, your care for yourself and others, your relationship with fear and intimidation, self-responsibility, personal honor, your sensitivity to criticism. On a physical level, the third chakra is related, obviously, with your stomach, your abdomen, your upper intestines, your mid-spine, your kidneys, your adrenals, and your spleen. On a physical level, we're talking about indigestion, anorexia or bulimia, hepatitis, ulcers, and issues with your colon or intestines. So the first chakra is about tribal power. Second chakra is about the power of relationships. The third chakra is about personal power. The fourth chakra is your heart chakra, located right in the center of your chest. It orients to your heart and circulatory system, your lungs, shoulders, arms, breasts, and your diaphragm. The fourth chakra holds issues of love, compassion, and forgiveness. So emotionally, it's about grief and anger, resentment or bitterness, loneliness or commitment hope and trust. 
So the fourth chakra has a lot to do with openness, vulnerability, and being loving or being closed, fearful, and harboring resentment or hate. And the physical issues with the fourth chakra are, of course, any heart issues, asthma and allergies, breast and lung cancer, and issues with your upper back and shoulders. I'm a naturally very physically flexible person, and I'd like to notice that just in general, if someone's flexible physically or if they tend to be very tight, there's often a direct correlation with their flexibility relationally and at work and in their life. Is someone rigid and controlling? They're often not a very flexible person in their body. And you can be on the other end like me, who's kind of hyper-flexible and has had issues <laughs> with boundaries, commitment, and making decisions. And again, it's fascinating to work physically, to loosen or tighten things up on a physical level has a direct manifestation in those other areas of our life with our rigidity or flexibility. So at one point, in fact, right before I got pregnant with my first child, I had worked to a place in yoga where I had some pretty extreme flexibility in my back. I could do a back bend and grab my toes and almost touch my forehead to my feet, bending backwards. My first child was born by C-section, and that put a big halt on that kind of a yoga position for a long time. So I'm nowhere near that flexibility now. But there was a particular place in my spine that interrupted my ability to actually get my forehead to the floor, bending backwards. And it directly correlates with the fourth chakra. And it was obvious to me, it was interesting to work with it in that way, that I needed to grow in openness and vulnerability in my heart. And I will notice that since I've been intentionally working with vulnerability and emotional openness very intensely in the last few years, that that area of my spine doesn't bother me anymore. I don't know if I'll ever get to a full camel, but I certainly am manifesting full camel in my relationships today. Full camel's the name of that crazy backbend I was talking about. So the fifth chakra is your throat chakra. So it's related with your mouth, your teeth and gums, your neck vertebrae, your parathyroid and hypothalamus, your trachea. If you get sick and you always have a sore throat or lose your voice. Issues with TMJ, which is a really painful jaw issue. Emotionally and mentally, the fifth chakra is related to our choice and strength of will, to our personal expression, to addiction, to our ability to make decisions and use our personal power to create. The fifth chakra is about our personal voice in the world. I have a friend that every time he gets sick, he loses his voice. It's the first thing to go. Or he gets a sore throat. And both decision-making and bringing his authentic self into the world is a key issue for him. In fact, he's got a beautiful singing voice and he aspires to sing, but he just hasn't been able to bring his voice out for others to hear. So the fifth chakra is really about self-expression and how we use our will. The sixth chakra is located in between our eyebrows. It's frequently called the third eye, and it's related to our mind, our intuition, insight, and wisdom. On a physical level, the sixth chakra is related to the brain, the nervous system, the pineal and pituitary glands in your eyes, nose, and ears, those kind of primary senses. That idea of having a sixth sense is directly related to the sixth chakra. That's why they call it the third eye. It's an additional way to be able to see. So it's our instinct, our intuition, our intellectual abilities. It's directly related to emotional intelligence as well, our ability to learn from experiences. 
On a physical level, it's related to learning disabilities and seizures, any full spinal difficulties you have, problems with sight and hearing, and anything to do with your brain and neurological issues. The fifth chakra is about the power of our will, and the sixth chakra is about the power of our mind. And the seventh chakra, which is located right at the crown of your head, is about our spiritual connection and our spiritual power. It's connected with our muscular and skeletal system and our skin. And seventh chakra dysfunctions manifest as energetic disorders, depression, perhaps issues of chronic exhaustion, and extreme sensitivities to light and sound and other environmental factors. Mentally and emotionally, the seventh chakra is about spirituality and devotion, inspiration, faith, abilities to see the larger pattern of things. It's about our values, our courage, selflessness, and our ability to trust life. It's interesting that in a newborn, the fontanelle, which is actually this place where the four different plates of the skull meet at the top of the head, which is right where the seventh chakra is, is actually still open at birth. Now, there's a reason for that so that the baby's head can squish through the birth canal. But it's interesting to consider that in early life, our seventh chakra remains actually physically open for a couple of months until the bones fuse together. So what do the chakras have to do with manifesting or creating our reality? So we all have a unique configuration of strengths and deficits things we're good at and things we're underdeveloped or challenged by. And understanding what those are is really important because then we can know where we need to get help, where we need to grow, and where we can really lean in with our own strengths. And I find the chakras very interesting because they give us a physical perspective on ourself that can give us insights into emotional, mental, or spiritual issues that we might be in denial of or not able to access in other ways like the sore throat thing or me having chronic issues with my legs and my ability to take care of myself or move in the world in an effective way. And I'll just say as an aside, I'm actively working to really strengthen and heal the issues in my legs because I know that growing in that is helping me as I move to bring my work into the world. I'm a very visual person, so I am going to put a link to a chart for the chakras in the show notes if you're having trouble following all this verbally so you can see what I'm talking about as related to the anatomy of a person. So the chakras of manifestation are we get an inspiration or an idea. Anything that comes into the world started with an idea. And so we could understand that inspiration as coming into our seventh chakra. And lots of people get lots of inspiration, but it never moves beyond the idea stage. Now, if you are uninspired, you might want to work on opening spiritually, intuitively, in your ability to receive, perhaps meditation, contemplation, sitting in nature, just listening, opening to receive and be inspired. So we get an inspiration and then it can move into an idea in our sixth chakra, in our brain, in our mind, in our third eye. The inspiration takes form as an idea. It might be a creative idea, a relationship idea, a business idea. Once an idea is formed in our mind, the next stage of manifestation is to give it a voice. Again, a lot of people will have ideas and they never leave their head. They can't manifest. As manifesting is moving from inspiration into actually birthing something into the world. So we have an idea and then we give it a voice. Am I willing to put my personal will in service of this idea? 
Lots of people are afraid to talk about their ideas. They never move beyond the idea stage. So we give our idea a voice, discuss it, begin to put my will behind it. And the next stage of manifestation is to give it my heart. Do I love this idea? Am I hopeful about it? The heart is also related with your arms and hands. And I find at this point, writing about my idea is very powerful. That's the first place where it really starts to come into physical reality. My voice can bring it into physical reality to some extent, but when I write something down, it makes it concrete. That's fourth chakra, giving it love, hope, and trust. The next chakral stage of manifestation is to bring my inspired idea down to the third chakra, to give it my personal power, to take responsibility for it, to put my ego behind it, to give it some confidence. I might love my idea in the fourth chakra, but do I believe in my idea in the third chakra? And these all work together. So having spoken about it or written about it and given it some love, other people may also give their confidence or belief or personal power to the idea as well. And once we believe or are willing to give our personal power to this inspired idea, then it moves down to the second chakra and we're willing to invest our money our creativity, and our other relationships in service of creating whatever it is that we're bringing into the world. So the second chakra is about sex, but it's also about physical relationality. And it's also a place of deep creativity. This is when we actually invest time and energy. We become pregnant with this idea. We fertilize it and allow it to grow. And can we create a fertile environment for this growth of this new formation? just like a baby growing in our body. So the second chakra in manifestation is about creating a fertile space, getting relational support, putting power and money to nourish this fertilized idea and allow it to grow. There's some mystery involved in that, just like there's mystery involved in a baby growing. We don't get to see it all the time what's happening, but there is growth happening. And then it drops down when it's ready to the first chakra and it is birthed into the world. The first chakra is manifestation into the material plane and how we manage or navigate that which materializes. And again, we each have different strengths and deficits in each of those areas. And so noticing where we get stuck in any one of the chakras, it gives us tremendous information that we can use to work on how to get unstuck. And it's fairly simple, really. Like I was working with a client this week who is tremendously inspired to deeply spiritually connected. She has these really clear ideas of what she would like to do in the world, but she's never talked about them. We've started to talk about them and I encouraged her to write them down. She said, oh, I don't like writing stuff down. <laughs> write it down, I told her. Break through that fourth chakra block of hope and trust. I know in writing my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing, it's been really interesting to look at the different places where I get stuck or fearful so I can compensate or ask for help or get what I need to birth this project into the world. So the chakras are used in lots of different ways in Reiki and energy work, in Tantra, and lots of meditative and yogic traditions. And if you're interested, there is infinite information available on the internet and other places about how you might work with the chakras in your own life. It's been deeply studied for millennia and there's colors and particular images and sounds that are related with it, but we don't have time for all that. Thank you for listening. I hope this has been helpful. 
If you're interested in getting a copy of my book, workbook and guided audio series, there's a link in the show notes and getting ready to do some free webinars through my online platform at Open Door Growth. I'll keep you posted on that. If you'd like to find out about booking a block of sessions or my three-month mentorship program, you can email me info at reneemckenna.com. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon and blessings on your path. Until we meet again, this is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.